Welcome to the Maria Liberati Show, where food meets art, travel, and life. So what does food mean to you? Well, this week, it probably means Thanksgiving if you're located in the United States. But join me for this week's segment as my special guest is author Maria Costanzo Palmer. And she's the author of a book called On the Rocks that's about an iconic Italian restaurant known as the Prima Donna Restaurant that was once located in McKeesport, Pennsylvania. And interestingly enough, it was a favorite Italian restaurant of many, the celebrity when they would be in the area, they would specifically stop by the Prima Donna restaurant. Unfortunately, it's not around anymore, and Maria will tell us why, but it had an interesting history, so stay with me. And before we do the interview, I just want to remind everyone that on Saturday, December 2nd, I will be at the Upper Southampton Library on Street Road in Upper Southampton, Pennsylvania, doing a book signing and cooking class from my book, The Basic Art of Italian Cooking holidays and special occasions and that event will be at 2 p.m if you haven't signed up for that it's actually free and open to the public so you can just call the library and find out um, the registration is limited so call the library find out if there are any places open but hope to see you at the upper southampton library on december 2nd at 2 p.m my guest today is Maria Costanzo Palmer. She's an author and she has a book out called On the Rocks. And Marie's going to tell us all about that today. Maria, thanks for being here with us. Thank you so much, Maria. Thanks for having me on your show. I feel show. like there's too many Marias in the room. Maria, Maria. Maria. <laughs> it sure is. You know, and it's it's rare to find another Maria. Right. It is, but your last name is Costanza. Mine is Liberati, so Italians. Yep, that's a typical, yeah. you know. <laughs> we stick together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Maria, tell us about your book, On the Rocks. Sure. So, On the Rocks, uh, speaking of Italian heritages, is about, it's a narrative nonfiction book. So, it's uh -huh. a nonfiction book that basically reads like fiction. And it's about the rise and fall of my father, who was an A-list Italian restaurateur back in the 80s through the early 2000s. And it follows his rise to success in mm -hmm. a very small little corrupt town, buying a failing restaurant and turning it into one of America's top 10 Italian restaurants in the country and at the height of his success, we had celebrities, sports stars, journalists, people from far and wide that would come to our restaurant. And then like every great story, it has to have a hook, right? So yes. um, our hook, it all ended the day that I was 20 years old and got a knock on my door and it was the federal government looking for my father. Oh my goodness. And so he, uh, after a three year invasive investigation um, due to somebody mentioning his name in a federal grand jury investigation. 
he pled guilty to tax evasion charges and served him some time in federal prison. So this book really is, is full circle. Um, (laughs) Lots and lots of different topics. If you love food, which I know you love Maria. Yes. Yes. um, There's lots of Italian food um, in this book. We talk Uh about a lot of the dishes and people have been complaining to me saying that, you know, they've gained five pounds since reading it because they're reading it late at night (laughs) and then they're door dashing all of the things that we talk about. (laughs) But also if you like celebrities, if you like a good white collar crime book, it's really all in here. And it's, you know, it, what's interesting too, is it's very short chapters. Uh So every, every chapter is about three to five pages, which, Uh you know, I don't, know about you but sometimes I read books at night and I fall asleep and then they yes. fall on my head yes and they injure <laughs> yeah so this this hopefully will not injure you because you'll read a couple of chapters and then you could be done for the night but it's uh it's a very quick read uh-huh. very fast um very much primed for film and tv we do have a shopping agreement right now for film and tv on it which I could I could imagine I could imagine because you know they they do say sometimes fact is is more unbelievable than fiction and that's what this sounds like it's something that you know if you tried to come up with probably you wouldn't be able to write it the same way so can you like tell everyone the name of the restaurants and was it a chain I forget I know I read some info but Um, No, wasn't it? It was just one individually owned and operated restaurant. It was called the Prima Donna Restaurant. Uh And it was located in McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania. And McKees Rocks is about five minutes outside of the city of downtown Pittsburgh, right along the water. Yes. Um, You know, kind of at the height of the steel mill age, it was where a lot of Calabrese people came um, from Italy and they settled working in the mills but as the mills kind of shut down they stayed and the industry left so the town right now is not known for a whole lot um Uh I guess the claim to to fame last year was whenever the Buffalo Bill star Damar Hamlin Uh passed out on the field in cardiac arrest he was in fact from McKees Rocks Rocks. so that's the big Yep, that's the big claim to fame. And his mother's daycare shared a back alleyway with what once was my father's restaurant. Oh, so. my goodness. So you said celebrity. I guess they were people that like the celebrities may have been in Pittsburgh or surrounding major cities. And they had heard so much probably about the restaurant. Right. And sure. they were. You know, I, I think what, what my dad was really very great at and it's an art that I think is dying nowadays but he would use old-fashioned letter writing so you know back in the 80s and 90s as my children call it the dinosaur days (laughs) we we did not have things like MapQuest or Google or cell phones or ways to look on Yelp for restaurant Mm -hmm. reviews really what we had was word of mouth and my dad had quite a big mouth. And so he, and he was amazing and still is to this day, amazing at relationships. So he would find out um, who might be coming into town. So for example, Tommy Lasorda, mm-hmm. who 
for a while uh, was the manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah. And he was also the um, spokesperson for Slim Fast. Yes, yes. We'll take off the weight. So my dad knew that he's Italian, that he mm-hmm. loves Italian food, uh-huh. and he knew it was going to be in Pittsburgh. So he wrote him a letter and said, I would love it if you came to my restaurant. And so Tommy Lasorda came in a day early for the Dodgers Pirates game just uh-huh. to meet my dad and come to the restaurant. And that's how a lot of these things happen. And it wasn't always my dad at the the driving wheel. Sometimes it were, were customers that uh-huh. um, brought in clients of theirs, uh, mm-hmm. PR firms and advertising agencies and uh, film and TV people. And so sometimes that's how these folks would get to the restaurant. But it was really neat because once they were there first of all this restaurant was not in new york city chicago or san francisco so people weren't expecting stars to be there and also you know i I take it back to the dinosaur days again right people didn't know so much the images of the celebrities as much as we do now because they weren't looked up so actually one of the things that we talk about in the book that really sort of you know dates the book back into the 80s and 90s is Danny Aiello came in one time and he was filming Cemetery Club in Pittsburgh and at first my dad whenever he found out that he was coming in he got a call my dad had to call some of his friends and say who is Danny Aiello and then they said well he was in the Godfather and he was this person oh yes okay I know who he is but you know the world wasn't quite as accessible as it is now yeah yeah and I I was just gonna say I imagine yeah and I imagine the several celebrities liked being there because it it was not New York City or Chicago so you know, it's a whole different atmosphere and they could still, it sounds like get really great food. Did your dad have a restaurant? Like, Oh, he bought the restaurant. That's right. He bought the restaurant. You had said, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he bought it, but it was a totally failing business before he changed the name. He changed everything about it. It was really a a family-run business um, mm-hmm. prior to to our business, and our our business was a family-run business too. But you know what it ended as is a very upscale, high-class Italian restaurant in a very unlikely place for that. Yeah, um, and, you know he really changed the climate and the culture of McKee's Rocks. Uh-huh. He supported the town and the people both as customers and he also hired many people from the area and um one really cool thing we had our our book launch party i i have a partnership with the heinz history center which is the smithsonian affiliate uh in pittsburgh Pittsburgh. and so they helped uh to throw this amazing book launch party for us two days before the book came out in august Uh uh-huh and so many of my dad's old employees came to that. There were, I think, over 500 people like showed up for wow. an invite, invite only event. But what was really neat is kind of hearing where people have taken their experience at the prima donna and what they've become today. 
And so all of the younger kids, myself included, that worked at the Prima Donna, um, they all went on to really amazing things. You know, some people are bankers. There's somebody that's a state trooper. Um, there's folks that work in PR and advertising, just the gamut teachers. And what was really wonderful is McKee's Rocks is not necessarily an area that produces a lot of white collar type of people. Right. Um, so just kind of having that experience and kind of studying under the tutelage of my dad and he certainly was not an easy boss. Right. But he expected perfection and I think because of that I feel like all of us have benefited so much and I always say I went to Syracuse University for my undergrad I went to Pepperdine University for my graduate degree but really I learned the much about the most about life at the prima donna restaurant in the Keys Rocks really yes and tell us so can we talk a little? I know you said people said they read it and they've gained like five pounds. So what were <laughs> what were um, any signature dishes or dishes that people just used to, you know, go crazy over? Sure. So, um, you know, I have to blanket this by saying we do had we had 32 different pasta dishes on the menu. Oh, my God. Um, that's quite a lot. And every yeah. pasta dish was one pound of uncooked pasta, one pound. So oh an entire, God. entire box of uncooked pasta for each. For serving. each serving. Correct. So the pastas were definitely a big hit. Um, I would say in specifics, you know, my dad tried to farm a lot of local ingre ingredients and, um, one of the local sausage places in town, Richie Sausage, uh -huh. he used to get loose casing, loose sausage without the casings, and uh -huh. he made a spaghetti con sausage with the loose uh, sausage, uh -huh. green peppers, red peppers, onions, and a red sauce over spaghetti. That was a very popular dish. Um, people also love the, you know, traditional chicken Parmesan because our chicken Parmesan was not deep fried. Okay. It was pounded thin and pan fried. So it was crispy on the top, but nice and juicy in the middle uh -huh. and you know, very thin, which actually I appreciate. I can't, whenever I go to a restaurant and they try to serve me like a big hunk of chicken, I'm like, oh no, you know, I can't do that. <laughs> um, but very appealing. I would say definitely one of the hottest menu items. Um, my dad's signature that everybody got as they kind of came into the restaurant was fried zucchini. So he took um, sliced zucchini on a deli slicer long uh -huh. ways uh -huh. and then, uh, dipped it in flour and egg wash and deep fried it quickly, you know, with a side of, of marinara sauce. Mm. Uh, that was kind of the Everybody kind of knows Joe for the the zucchini. Um, so there were quite a few dishes that people flocked to. I mean, I'm sure if people listening to this are going to say, well, you didn't say X, Y, or Z. Yes, they, they were all well-beloved. We would not have kept 32 different pasta dishes on the menu if they didn't sell. I guess the other one that was kind of interesting, and again, it's a, it's a different kind of taste, but we had black ink squid pasta. 
the yeah. pasta was actually dyed with the the squid ink really? um, with with uh, sea scallops and peppers and onions and kind of a uh, butter um, olive oil type garlic sauce, um, which you know people that like that taste uh, really enjoyed the the squid ink pasta for Good sure. Like that. So how long did did how long did your dad have that restaurant? He had the restaurant for about 18 years. Wow. So that was a long time, a long time. Wow. And how about for holidays? Like, was there any special things that your family or even at the restaurant they had, say, for the Christmas holidays? Yeah. So they did a special because, um, you know, my grandparents are straight off the boat from Italy. So we would do our holidays actually at the prima donna and my grandmother and her sisters would cook. And so one of the dishes that my grandmothers and her sisters always cooked, which was a huge hit in our family. And it kind of, you know, fell into the feast of the seven fishes theme is they would do homemade pasta Uh, with a marinara sauce and canned tuna fish Mm. in the pasta. And it's, it does not sound very appealing, but let me tell you, it is so delicious. And my dad actually put it on the menu as a special during the holiday season. And I think because people could not get past the canned tuna fish element, it was not uh, the seller that we'd hope it, it would be. But he did try to throw that on for a little bit of flavor. Um, everybody that cooked in his kitchen was from a certain part of Italy. So we had uh, people that were from Naples and um, we did a fried cheese um, sandwich with the marinara sauce, which I guess is kind of a Naples specialty. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we had a, a little woman from Sicily who would make uh, potato gnocchi in the back uh, for us. And she just was incredible. Anna Greco was her name. Um, my dad's first cousin came over from Calabria. So we really had a lot of Southern Italian influences and people that legitimately grew up on the food and knew the food very, very well. So we, we did try to incorporate many elements of that into our, our daily menu. But like I said, sometimes whenever you go a little bit too old school, um, the the people you throw pig's feet on the menu that kind of like yeah, people but the pasta sauce with the tuna is just so it, it really is good people might not you know they might think oh but it is really good and if they don't want canned you can always use the jarred um tuna filet that's jarred like with extra virgin olive oil and you put that tuna in the sauce but the canned stuff is good too and that is really good especially with fresh pasta so um i know when you know when people taste it if they get the carriage to taste it it's not that big of a deal to get the carriage but if you do you know they'll probably realize how you know, how tasty it is. So especially because usually the Italians use the tuna that's canned in extra virgin olive oil. So it really has a good flavor. But uh, thanks so much for sharing all these memories of the restaurant. And uh, sounds really, really interesting. So Maria, where can people find the book On the Rocks? Sure. So On the Rocks is really wherever books are sold. We're on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Target. 
Um, you can also go on to my website, which is Maria, M-A-R-I-A, C like cat, Palmer, P-A-L-M-E-R.com. And many bookstores have it around the country, but if yours does not happen to have it, it is orderable. Uh, we go through Ingram. So it is easily orderable throughout really the world. Um, I have relatives in Italy and in France that have gotten it ordered. It's unfortunately not translated yet. And we're, we're working on an audio book, but you can get it in the English language pretty much anywhere in the world. Great. That's great. Well, much success with the book. And I guess we're going to look for maybe yeah. the movie or the TV series, because it sounds like it could become something like that. Thank you. Yeah. Finger, yes. Fingers crossed, you know. Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Well, much success and happy holidays to you and your family. Merry Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. You too, Maria. Happy eating. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thanks so much for being here. And thanks for listening to the Maria Liberati Show and joining us this week. And as always, thanks to my producer, Britton Roselle, and this week's special guest, Maria Costanzo Palmer. And I just want to remind everyone to uh, come to, if you're in the Southampton, Pennsylvania area, I want to invite you to come to my book signing and cooking class at the Upper Southampton Library on Saturday, December 2nd at 2 p.m. And also, if you're cooking for the holidays, for Christmas, for Thanksgiving, for the holidays, remember there's a lot of recipes at my blog where you can find me at marialiberati.com. But you can also find videos of a lot of recipes on the YouTube channel for this podcast. You can see us in video at the Maria Liberati Show channel on YouTube. On Vimeo, you can see video um, and that's vimeo.com slash marialiberati. And you can also see recipe videos that I've done at the Basic Art of Italian Cooking by Maria Liberati channel on Roku. And you can also find me on Facebook at ChefMariaLiberati.com, on Instagram at Maria Liberati, on Twitter at Maria Liberati, on Pinterest at Maria Liberati, and as mentioned, MariaLiberati.com. And you can find my Gourmand World Award-winning book series, The Basic Art of Italian Cooking, at artoflivingprimamedia.com and Amazon, Kindle, and anywhere books are sold. And if your bookstore doesn't carry the books, please request the book or just email us at info at marialiberati.com and um, we'll make sure the bookstore has the books available for you. And I want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving and uh, happy delicious eating for the holidays. And uh, don't forget, you can find lots of holiday recipes in my Gourmand World Award-winning book, The Basic Art of Italian Cooking, Holidays and Special Occasions. And until next week, peace, love, and pasta.